The Bible is filled with stories of faithful people who had to wait on the Lord for their promises to become manifest. David, Abraham, Moses, Joseph, all had powerful testimonies of God's love and goodness and all experienced seasons of transition that required growth and maturing. It was in the waiting that God built up and solidified their identities as faithful sons in the kingdom. You and I are a part of his plans too. And in order for us to receive everything he has for our respective journeys, sometimes we'll have to wait. Let's wait well. Are you ready? Let's do this. Number seven of the Kingdom Bringer podcast. We're back at you. We're actually pounding through your eardrums right now with my low bass. Okay. <laughs> Knock it off. Scott, what's going on, man? Number seven, that's biblical, man. That's uh that's a completion. Should we just stop with this one? No. On the s- on the seventh day, what did God do? Maybe we should rest. Maybe we should rest. Whoa. Let's rest in him. Hey, I took a week off. Well, I uh, took a leave of absence for my wife's birthday. Dude, do you know how much of a blessing that was? Oh, I can't. I know it was for me listening to Chris Hagen. I can't say much about you, but that dude. He's a boss, man. He's got some some serious anointing. He that was, is that a was boss, awesome. For sure. Super, super. Yeah, it was, uh, it was so good to not have you here last week. Um, just, I feel like the anointing actually returned to the chair that you were sitting in normally. Um. <laughs> It's been gone for about six weeks. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. It, it was different. It was different for me um, to listen as opposed to being yeah. being in it. But man, I was really blessed. I'm telling you, yeah. I sit at my desk in my office and listening to you guys. Um, it, I don't know. There's a connection in this room when um, we just kind of wait, as we talked about, for the Holy Spirit to show up. And um, the cool thing about this week is... You didn't really give me a prelude to what's going on, so I you're kind of putting me on the spot. Yeah, man. I, I think we're going to just have some fun today, to be honest with you. Cool. I uh, want to go real quick to the shout-outs, Building Solutions. Thank you so much for everything you do. BLDGSolutions.net. BLDGSolutions.net. Okay, so you were totally just showing me a text, right, when I was talking? <laughs> Totally lost track of what I was saying. I thought you were like giving me the emergency shutdown thing or something. So we took a little pause Kill there switch. for a moment. Engage. We're back. We're back. No, also at KB Podcast on Facebook. Dude, I've been listening to the Spotify uh, version of this and I love it because I listen to Spotify like all day long, like for music. Yeah. And it, we're on Spotify. So look up the Kingdom Bringer Podcast on Spotify. And now I don't ever have to leave Spotify. It's really, really cool, actually. Yeah, I like and it. yeah, it is amazing. You know what's cool? We're getting some feedback now, so thank you guys for yes. that. We appreciate we uh, we love your comments. We love um, the interaction that we have between um, us and and you that are listening. That that is important to us. So uh, just to hit on that for a moment, we yeah. we need to know where your hearts are at and what what you know what we can pray for and what we can pray into for you. So yeah, if you if you can. Um, like, share any any episode that you see that you come out that you might like, like it, share it, yes. talk about it, and 
you know, you can have some interaction with others and then get back to us how you feel about what we said and how we said it and um, whether it resonates with you or, or whether it doesn't. I mean, we'll take negative feedback too. We, we, we want to grow in this thing. And um, what is it? Constructive criticism? Constructive is that what it is? criticism, yeah. We love it. We yes. love it. So, it is yeah. Good. Anyway, I was checking out this new, uh, this new podcast that I, I ran into. Not super spiritual at all. Not spiritual at all. But it's called the... Um, the rewatchables. I actually found it on the Spotify app looking for, for our podcast. And I really like it. It's these guys get together and they talk about movies that are like the top rewatchable movies. Dude, they talked about over the top. What? They talked about over the top. They talked about the karate kid. They talked about, um, varsity blues, just some, some crazy ones that are kind of off your radar. You had me at over the top. I had me over the top. (laughs) Dude, it was so good. And so they went into this big, long rant about Sylvester Stallone and like how many of his movies are rewatchable and stuff. It was so good. But it got me thinking, and I've got to ask you, top five movies right now. Scott Tilly, go. Top five? Top you five, put go. put on the spot like that? Go. Well, Over the Top is definitely in the top five. Okay. I don't think I can go one, two, three, four, five. No, yeah, no, no order. Okay. Scott Tilly's top five movies. Over the Top. Yeah. The Goonies. Wow, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, man, you really put me on the spot with this one. No, it's really cool because this whole thing, they talk about like, uh, how, if it ages well, you know, some of those like sports movies, they don't age very well, Mm -hmm. like terrible effects or terrible Mm -hmm. play action and stuff. But, um, obviously like my top five, like Shawshank Redemption's up there. Uh, you haven't seen it, have you? What? Yes, I've seen it. Oh, okay. I have a friend that has not seen that. Yeah. It's Jeremy Davis. <laughs> JD. JD, we're calling you out right now. You have, we're going to have a movie night. You dude. have not seen Shawshank Redemption. Uh, they talk about Training Day on there. I love Training Day, too. That's it's, a good movie. It's really good. But yeah. We're not promoting these. No, like I said, sure not spiritual at all, but <laughs> so, some of these are maybe BC. <laughs> BC Darren, BC Scott. I, I'll be honest. I've watched Over the Top after. Um, it's over there. <laughs> I've got it, I've I've got got it over DVD there in my well. Stallone section, <laughs> for sure. Karate Kid's my my all time favorite movie. So oh, that that explains a lot. It does explain <laughs> a lot. That's why when you walked in, I was doing the crane Yeah, cat. yeah, I yeah. I I I don't know if I can come up with more than two right now. Okay, I, no, that's fine. The podcast doesn't depend on it. Okay, good. I just I was getting a little I'm like a I'm like a top five list guy. My mm-hmm. wife, I drive her nuts with this because I'm always like, okay, top five songs, go. Top five albums, go. Yeah. Top five bands, go. And I I do that crap all the time. So. <laughs> it's really cool though. I enjoy it. Poor Jamie. I enjoy it. Poor Jamie. <laughs> Wah. Call the ambulance. Hey, we are, we're beginning something really cool, so like in the, the dreaming stage of this thing, but I talked about it a little bit a couple of weeks ago about this Patreon opportunity where people can go on and actually support this podcast and support what we're doing. Um, they may not think that we need support, but there's things, like I just dropped, I dropped some coin last night, getting some new equipment and stuff, and it's awesome, and I enjoy doing it. But I also enjoy supporting things that I like and things that I value. I like to support them. And so we're going to be having an opportunity for people to be able to support this thing through through our Podbean service. And one thing that I really thought would be a cool idea, Scott, you can tell me what you think. I want to start like this uh, Facebook Live group or Facebook group. And we're going to call it the prof room. Hmm. Okay. 
And like people that are like Patreons and stuff will have access to this prof room, like a bonus thing where mm-hmm. they can join us weekly or every two weeks or whatever. If we do like this live Facebook prof room event and we can like prophesy over each other and stuff. Ah, I think on. it's kind of a cool idea. It'd be a, it'd be a perk. Like you pay into this thing and you get access to the prof room. Wow. I think that's cool. That is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. What's up with Scott Taylor? What's going on with you, man? Um, it's, uh, baseball's over. We got done with baseball last night, so. Glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't end the way that we expected, but, uh, boys had fun, had great coaches. Um, shout out to Bud Green and Ricky Conradi for taking care of our kids in baseball this year. You guys are awesome. Uh, so actually I'm looking forward to the next coming weeks. I say that and I'm headed to Amarillo probably on Monday to do a celebration of life for my aunt Rose who has introduced me to Jesus on so many levels. And I, I, I say that heavily, not lightly. This is a celebration of life. She was an amazing woman of God and her legacy will live on through her family. So, um, Got that. Got the Conley wedding this wedding this weekend. Conley nice. Grimaldo wedding this weekend, and um, so things aren't slowing down. But man, the kingdom's always in advancement, right? That's good. That's good. One of the things that we talked about last week, um, I kind of made a quick announcement at the end uh, of the episode, was we're doing a yeah. an event called the waiting, and what it is, man, it's you and I talked about it a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about revival. And it's just been really, really pressing on my heart. I feel like the Lord's really wanting to stir up this expectation for revival, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to planning for revival, but an expectation mm-hmm. for it. Because um, where does revival come from? Revival comes from the heart, man. Yeah, it comes from the heart. And who has access to that more than anything? You know, <laughs> The believers, man. Yeah, the believers, the Heavenly Father has access to our hearts and yeah. he desires to revive. Yeah. So... What we're going to do is create, it's going to be on July 8th, mm-hmm. I believe, okay. Sunday evening at 6.30, out at Building Solutions, actually. They're not just supporting this podcast, but they're opening up their facility to let amazing uh, truth and uh, spirit seekers into that place. And mm. it's going to be an awesome time where we're going to get together, we're going to worship, we're going to pray. We're going to prophesy over each other, and we're going to expect the Holy Spirit to come and stir and actually move. Yeah. And it's going to be a really, really awesome time. I'm very expectant of what the what the Lord wants to do. Here's the deal. I've, I'm, a, I'm a, We've talked about this before, too. I'm a big promoter, a big event guy. I've put on concerts and, and done things like that. This is something that I haven't had to do much, you mm. know? And that's that's when I know that the Holy Spirit's behind something and he's doing something really cool because things are just kind of falling into place. We're getting a lot of amazing worshipers that are excited to be a part of mm-hmm. this. And we're going to have some awesome spontaneous worship. And again, just wanting to cultivate like a an atmosphere of expectancy and an atmosphere of what we what you and I kind of coined the waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, the waiting yeah. between glories, I guess you can kind of say too. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the cool thing about what's going on in the month of July. Um, I, I heard a word last night um, from Charlie Champ. He was on live and he was talking about the month of July being a double proportion 
of, of what God's giving out. And man, I, I fully expect that. I fully took that word to heart. And uh, we're, we have so much going, three, three things big, uh, really, for kingdom activity in July. And July 8th being one, July 20th being one, the First Assembly Church um, of God here. Is that, uh, that's 20th, right? The 21st week? or 22nd. Oh, okay, sure. sorry. That's a Sunday, right? Yeah, okay. it's, it's the Sunday before the 27th, right. whatever that would be. Then the, then the 27th. Do the math, people. I don't so, know. Sorry, um, I, I was just going seven days before the revival for some reason, but we're actually on a Friday It'd be five days before, so it'd be the 22nd. Right. Kind of the same, not, kind of the same concept. People just coming together to worship and glorify the Father and, and listen to the Holy Spirit, watch Him fall and change lives. That um, this, But God's really showing me leading into the revival, dude, he's stirring some hearts and some souls. There's some hungry people with expectation. And I think for revival, we talked a little bit about that the other week, but man, hungry people can stir the atmosphere for um, a great awakening for the revival to start in one's heart. I remember, <coughs> excuse me, walking into certain people, uh, certain people's places where they're just worshiping um, and, and really Nobody's standing up there preaching. Um, nobody's giving a message that, but the spirit of the Lord was so thick in the room where all you can do is just sit and, and just try to grasp the heaviness that surrounds you. And I think for me and you, this is kind of what we expect for these events is um, for the spirit of God to already be stirring and pulling people in and getting um, just contrite hearts before him. And uh, I think that July, again, just to just to reiterate back to this for a moment, like July is is a breakthrough month. I really believe that it's a breakthrough month for so many people. There's going to be um, there's going to be instruction from the Holy Spirit. There's going to be movement. There's going to be a power release. There's going to be spirit concept in mind when we just step into things that are already happening, bro, because I love, love, love Laura Taywater's um, vision for this event on July 27th. And we know that she had that last year um and it was the first year of the revival and you just get to see such a heart for jesus that this woman has um for july 27th and and i'm telling you it's going to be amazing because god's already stirring in the heart of the believer and um he's he's just aligning her vision um the the word says that who knows the mind of god that we the thought who knows the mind of god that we can instruct him but we have the minds of christ so i believe that there's there's an interaction of influence between the believer and god that um, not that we're grasping or trying to elevate ourselves to get his attention but that his attention's already on us and his focus is already on his creation to bring the next glory the greater glory from where you're stepping into now and this waiting that we're doing is is an expectation of receiving and i think that's pivotal and prominent that we have to expect God to show up. We have to expect the Holy Spirit to pour out. And man, I am so, so excited for this, for this month. It's going to be amazing, bro. Yeah, it's really, it's really us positioning ourselves, man, to receive the outpouring. You know, we, we, we talk about the Lord being like the one who gives and the Lord being the one that like, over, I just think of things, gifts and glory, like overflowing from heaven. You know, and if you're not positioned well, you're not going to receive it. Mm. It's, it's like anything in the natural, man. If I toss a football at you and you're not positioned to catch it, you're not going to catch it. Mm. Right. And man, I can throw a football, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He ain't but, lying. He but the Lord can give good gifts, man. And he wants to, yeah. he desires to. Yeah. So he actually, he's pretty wasteful. 
You know, mm. he gives without thought. Like he's very wasteful. Mm. I mean, he just gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. So it isn't like he's not he's not going to give if you don't position yourself. It's that you're not going to receive it. Somebody else will. Yeah, somebody else Some is going to get hungry it person will. because it doesn't come back void. Right. right? The things that leave right. his presence right. doesn't come back to him empty. And right. so someone's going to receive it. And so we're not doing this selfishly either. Where we're like, hey, I want, I want this, I want this, I want this. We actually want what the Lord wants. And he just wants to give and he wants mm. to fill us up. He actually wants to live inside of us and do this with mm-hmm. us, in us, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus said that, like you said a couple of weeks ago, it's better that I leave so that I can send the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Christ in us is greater than Christ right to. next to us, yeah. you know? And there's just so many things in this life that we cannot and we should not go after without being filled up with that presence and being filled up with those gifts that he has for us. And so we want to position ourselves and we want to train and help and build up other people to be positioned well to receive what the Lord has for them. And that's really the heart behind this event. That's the heart behind um, this podcast. That's the heart behind Buckland Community Church. That's the heart behind our ministry. What we do um, is all about helping people position themselves as sons and daughters of the king. And it's just good. Yeah. It's good, man. Yeah. Um, You talked about God sending his word forth and it not returning void. Um, I really feel like there's there's so many people that are receiving that word now. Uh, Yeah. There's such an outpouring that we can set under. There's a covenantial outpour that we can set under that the Father is a giver. He is a giver. He's he's the author and everlaster of life, of of giving life. And we have, you said position. I really believe that. I'm not so much sure that God is wasteful, man, because he's He's a God who, who if you don't receive it, man, somebody else will. Like he will, he will completely turn around the heart of a sinner into a saint on a dime. And yeah, that's good. I think that we have to position ourselves, like you said, into a place of receiving and not, not always. Um, I always tell my congregation, like, don't get too far away from your last miracle, because if you do, you'll forget the goodness of what he bestowed in that moment. And I promise he wants to do that again. I promise he wants to give you more, um, that you may receive more of him. Um, the, the scripture where it talks about, um, with unveiled faces we talked about, you know, from this glory to glory. Like you gotta you gotta imagine that God wants to give a greater glory every time he gives, every time he pours out. And and, and is it uh, Acts two twenty eight or Joel two twenty eight that says in the latter days, in the end of days, God will pour out his spirit on all earth and sons and daughters will prophesy, old men will have dreams and young men will have visions. And um, I think there's a there's a complete care that we must have in stewarding those dreams and visions. And, and I'm not saying to be guarded completely on who we share those with because the world needs to hear the outcry of the Father, but make sure it's in a room of people that are going to steward the same vision and the same dreams as you because you don't want uh, the spirit quenched. And that can happen. I, I posted this the other day. It was really on my heart about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and how we cannot quench that and that just goes in 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 line with with the position to receive because god if god is a god who gives and god is a god who loves 
Um, he wants to give his best, dude. He's not going to give off the bottom. Every gift that the Father gives is amazing, and it's off the top. And that's how he wants to bless us as his children. Um, so receiving that, so what, let's talk about receiving that for a moment. Yeah. What does that look like to receive the gift? Yeah, I think it's good because you can um, you can totally receive something with a stupid heart. Yeah. Right? And I think... You can, the same way you can give a word without love. We talked about that in the very, I actually went back and listened to the very first podcast the other day and um, we talked about the prophetic culture and, and building that culture. And we talked about how outside of love, a prophetic word is just nothing. Nothing. It's the same way with receiving a gift. You know, if you give me a word, I can receive that word with no love in my heart and it's just going to sit and. Don't just be mere hearers of the word. That's right. Be doers. Be doers. That's good. <laughs> so I think that's. Humility is just such a, a huge thing right now. And I feel like understanding humility is very important because mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily what we think it is. Like humility is such a good heavenly word, man, that he, he created it. Mm-hmm. Jesus walked in it. And I want to re- I want to receive every word with complete humility that without Holy Spirit's guidance in my life. I'm nothing. Not a. I am worthless without his holy, without his guidance. And so, I want to receive, man, the gifts that he has. I want to receive revelation with an amazing heart. You know, the Bible says that we have like the heart, like the same heart that Jesus had. Like it's it's the same heart. Mm. You know, and I feel like that makes it an amazing heart. <laughs> like the fact that he washed me clean and gave me a brand new heart. He actually took out my old heart and gave me a new heart. It's an amazing heart. And I want to I want to remember that and I want to know that man God trusts my heart to receive the things that he has. And so it's important for me to just as a son it's so important for us just to 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 remember our sonship and remember our place and our position in this kingdom and it's not he didn't put us under his feet. He put us like at his right hand. You know what I mean? That's a that's a that's a big thing too. I feel like people have this this thought about God being over them and like lording over them. Is he Lord? Yes. Do we give him honor? Yes. But he actually pulls us up, man, and like positions us right next to him. Like mm. it says his right side with, with Christ at the right Seated hand of the Father. The heavenly places. Yeah. So I want to receive as if he's turning right, he's turning to me, facing me, and literally handing me something. Mm. That's how close I want to be to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, the humility behind it is is realizing Paul like Paul says like lest I never forget the cross. Like I will never forget the humility that happened on the cross at Calvary for me that wiped me completely clean. Like that is the stationary position that happened. There's nothing outside of that like it all started um with this humble heart, this humble servant because Jesus said what that I came to serve not to be served so it all it all comes with excuse me man i got got some craziness going on in my throat today um but it all comes with this humble reception of what god has and i think there has to be a point in our brain where we go man even so unworthy he still gives even so um maybe plain maybe whatever god still looks at me and says i love you I chose this life for you. 
if you choose to accept it, it's yours. And there's such a, there's such a goodness about God that, um, which is why goodness is one of the fruits of the spirit. There's such a goodness about him that sometimes we overshadow by our own emotions and our own feelings. Well, I must just be in this place because this is where God has me right now. And I must be learning something in this sickness. or in. The, I get that. I totally get it. Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh. He asked three times that God would remove it. And he said what? My strength is sufficient in your weakness, basically. So the more you rely on me, the more I'm going to get. Or the more you're going to get. The more you rely on me for every aspect and every area of your life, you're going to receive the greater nature. And I really believe that to receive that humbly is is very it's vital man because god doesn't just it's not a quick thought for god like he doesn't oh i i I guess i'm gonna you know i guess i'll trust you with this i hope you don't mess it up like he gives because he expects us to be overly abundant exuberated and enjoy with it and and take what he's given us and share it with the world as disciples man and go make disciples as the word as the word says so he does trust you with this he does trust you to be humble because it says the humble will be what? Lifted up. Yeah, the humble will be lifted up. But it comes a humbleness before the lift up. You know, I, I have to get to a place of receiving with expectation before I can ever be lifted up. And how I humble myself in that expectation is a very prominent in how I'm going to receive that reward. Um, I, I want to be humble. I want to be humble before anything. And I, I think I miss it sometimes. I think sometimes I honestly think I deserve more than I've got. And that can be a dangerous place, so I have to humble my... And the, the word says humble yourself, right? Humble yourself before the Lord. So I have to get to a place where I push my emotions and sometimes even my expectations selfishly aside and say, all right, God, I'm humbling myself to receive. And what does that look like? I guess I asked what receiving looks like. And for me, what receiving looks like is getting alone with God, which we have such a hard time to do now. We can blame it on baseball games. We can blame it on work. We can blame it on our spouse, our kids, yada, yada. But if you're not getting alone with the Father, man, how you ever get into a place of expectation of receiving? That's awesome. And I I feel like a lot of people are going to hear this event that we're putting together called the waiting, and they're going to think that, you know, this waiting is only done in like an event setting or with other people. This is actually just, like I said before, training people to position themselves well in the waiting. And man, this is a, a daily practice thing. Yeah. I was actually talking to a friend of mine that was asking about uh, this event. And he said, man, why, why is it called the waiting? And I shared with him about when Jesus sent the disciples and he told them to go and wait for the gift that was coming and that there's a waiting process before uh, we receive. And he called me up the next day and he said, you know, I, I actually practiced that at my house. You know, mm. he practiced that. <laughs> He, he knew that he wasn't filled. He wanted to be filled and he practiced literally waiting and I want to wait well, yeah. you know, I want to wait well. And I actually heard somebody talk about the word waiting one time, you know, where it says to wait on the Lord. When you go to a restaurant and order food, who's taking care of you? The waiter, the, the waitress. Waiter. Yeah. They're actually waiting on you. Right. Yeah. A lot of times we think waiting, we think of boring or we think of, you know, nothing but it's actually a thing where we're still honoring the lord and we're still blessing the lord and we're still coming to him as children and we're like we're, we're blessing him you know mm-hmm. 
we're not waiting so just so that we can be blessed. We're during that waiting period, we're actually blessing him. And that's what mm-hmm. this thing, man, we're going to be worshiping the guts out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Like we've got some amazing people in, in line that are just very passionate about worship and an atmosphere of worship. And they're going to be stirring up the atmosphere for expectancy of just new things, man. Yeah. New things. Yeah. Yeah, I think when uh, I, I think you have to be a, an atmosphere setter, and how we do that is in the waiting, man. Like you, you don't know. I think you have to be okay with not knowing what God's bringing. <laughs> that that's stewarding the wait. Yeah. Like I don't know what you're gonna do, but I trust that it's for my good. I don't know what I'm going to experience, but I trust that it's gonna be amazing. And that's been that's been a lot of my growth, man. My spiritual growth lately has just been understanding that I don't have all the answers and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through this, this phase in my life. Um, I had somebody really close to me was going through some atheism and was a person that I loved very dearly. And she had fallen away from the Lord. She was digging into atheism. So I was just really digging into that too, to find out kind of that side of it. And I got into a lot of apologetics, you know, where I'm learning how to defend your faith and learning how to defend when the argument comes up about, you know, who is God? Is he real? All this stuff. And through, it took me going through that process for the Lord to just insert in my spirit, just a, a piece about not having all the answers. Yeah. Like I don't have to have, cause what that comes from bro is pride. Yeah. It comes from a place Absolutely. of pride when you feel like you have to have the answers for things or defending yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think in this, this place of waiting, it literally is us stepping into that that quiet place and saying, Lord, I don't have all the answers. I'm not against knowledge. I'm not against wisdom. Bring it. Mm. But it's all about you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think I just heard you say um, noting and admitting I don't have all the answers. That, that, to me, in the early part of this ministry was so heavy. I felt like... I had to know when somebody came to me with an answer. And, and the cool thing about it is, is, is humbling yourself to try to answer a five-year-old's question about God that you really don't have an answer for at the moment. And I've learned to say, I don't know right now, but I'm going to try to find it for you. And I still get those questions today from adults like, Pastor, what do you think about this? Or what do you feel about that? Or what does the word say about this? And there's some heavy questions in there, man. You know, um, I, I remember one time there was this kid who I went to church camp and he came up to me and we were talking about, you know, basically the difference between good and evil and how Satan was kicked out of heaven. And, you know, there's a third of his angels that went with him and it got quiet in the camp. And I hear this little voice and this kid says, um, Hey, pastor Scott. I said, yeah, what's up, buddy? And it's, it's late. We're supposed to be in bed. And he goes about, you know, the enemy, about the devil getting kicked out of heaven. And, you know, he's like, if God's so forgiving, you know, wouldn't he give him another chance? And I, I was stumped for a moment. I was like, wow, the mind of a whatever, 10 or whatever he was year old, you know? And I'm like, holy moly, how do you, how do you, and it was funny because he couldn't grasp the concept of the the whole thing revolved around after the devil, knowing how good God was, why he wouldn't want another chance. And I, I just, I had a hard time answering that. I won't go into complete detail how I did, but um, it was a really reality check for me, man. Like, wow, yeah, I'm in a position to pass to these kids, but they're also giving me knowledge yeah, no, and asking awesome. questions. And to positioning yourself 
to a humility standpoint, humbling, man, that is that's a perfect position to receive not only the goodness, but the grace of God. You know, I don't know, but I trust you do. You're all knowing. And I'm ready to receive when you're ready to speak. Well, you, you and I have talked a lot lately about dreams and stuff. I know you've been having some dreams. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are just ridiculously awesome at like deciphering dreams and interpreting, you know, what the Lord is trying to speak through those dreams. Cause we, you and I both believe that the yeah. Lord speaks through dreams, <laughs> he does. you know, that he has complete access to everything that we are at all times. And he'll get, he'll get his point across however mm-hmm. he needs to. Um, but some, some people, man, you know, you, you're able to discern or interpret one dream and all of a sudden you're like the dream speaker, right? <laughs> so they all come to you and, yeah. um, I've had to grow in that a lot because I, I really do want to help people mm-hmm. like understand and, and figure these dreams out. But there's times I'm like, yeah, I got no idea yeah. why there was a bucket of peanut butter in a, on a ladder for, you know, I don't right. know what that means. Right. But in that moment, I can actually teach them, you know what? I want to pray about this with you. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so many times, man, as they're talking, the Lord is downloading yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and, and you can see it in their heart. You can see it in their eyes. Just them. This all comes back to community and family too, man. They open mm-hmm. themselves up to you, to a, to a brother, to a sister, and they're getting vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're getting, uh, they're showing humility by, I don't know this. Will you help me? Yeah. And they open themselves up and every time we minister, we're supposed to be pointing them to the father yes. every single time. It isn't yes. about me. It isn't about Scott. It isn't about Stephen Furtick. It isn't about anybody that's in an authority position except for the King. And that's it. Mm. And so as we like, sorry, I'm rambling on this, but no, it's good. The dream thing for me is the same way. Like sometimes I just don't have a clue, Yeah. but I'll, I'll do this with you. Yeah. I'll pray about this with you. Let's yeah. talk this out together. And I promise you, the Lord will download all the information you need. That's just what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't give you a dream without giving you an interpretation. Right. He will do that right. over time. So and it's not completely solely about you, quote unquote, figuring out what it means. <laughs> There's already meaning behind it. God's punch is the meaning behind the dream. And he wants to give you that vision. He wants to give you that dream. Maybe in some sense that you would chase him even more, you know, and that is humbling, man. Just admitting I, it happened to me the other day. I had a brother call me or text me this whole long dream and I was in it and you were in it. And I was like, I sat on it for a moment and I was like, man, I got, I got nothing. Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. So I, so what did I do? He reached out to me. I reached out to somebody else, somebody I trust, somebody that can father me, you know, in the spiritual things. And, and that's what humility looks like too. Like seeking the face of the father because he works through other people. You can seek him. If you see Jesus in someone, I see Jesus in my five-year-old. She teaches me so much about the Word of God that it's almost scary sometimes. I I set her, I sit her up on places and I ask her, okay, what's God showing you? And the things that she tells me, man, it it just gives me chills up and down my spine. I I thought she had just like a junior Holy Spirit. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There's no such thing as a JV or a junior Holy Spirit, Whoa. man. It's the same Holy Spirit in my five-year-old who came up to me saying, Daddy, I want to get baptized at five years old with a love in her eyes and in her heart that is hard to comprehend. She has a love for Jesus that extends my uh, faith, man. And um, just, you know, just a few examples, I mean, that we've spoken of with kids are 
phenomenal for the kingdom, man. Why do you think Jesus continually preached, if you do not turn like a child, you won't see the kingdom of heaven. If, you know, do not hinder these children. Let them come to me. Don't rebuke them when the disciples were trying to push them away. Hey, kids, we got stuff to do. This is grown-up stuff. And Jesus is literally with the kids saying, no, 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 chill out. I'm hanging out with them right now. I'll get back to you in a moment. These are, the, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Yeah, so what, we can learn so much from our kids, man. That's what a kingdom perspective and a kingdom mindset actually looks like, man. Yes. That's why he said, come to me as children, because children are so willing to learn. Children are so, children, there's not a five-year-old on the planet that thinks they know it all. That's why they <laughs> always come to their parents for right. everything, right? Right. Dad, I can't turn the TV on. Dad, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Mom, please cook me. They, they, they know they don't have it figured out. But us as adults, we get knowledge, man. We get puffed up. The Bible says knowledge will puff you up, and it does. And so I think that's when when he says, come to me like children, he's saying, come to me with humility. Mm -hmm. Come to me knowing that you don't have it all figured out. He actually says to to change the way you think, to renew your minds. It's almost like every single day, wake up ready for information because I don't know it all. Download it, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I I just, the, the humility... The humility factor of that is is appealing, man. And I want to give one more story that I, I really I've told uh, to a few people, and it it just touched my heart. Um, my wife, whom I adore, I don't always um, act the way I should around her, and I'm working on it. I I'm still working on it, but uh, she she was pretty much degrading herself one day, <laughs> and my daughter overheard her and. She said, she said to my wife, don't talk to yourself like that. Jesus made you in his image. <laughs> and I'm five years old, man. And Dang. I'm like, she texts me this and hey, this is what your daughter just told me. And I said, wow, you know, Jesus really talks through that kid. And I'm not puffing my daughter up. I'm sure many of you out there have kids that are amazing. My, my kids are cool, amazing. Scott. Jeez. What? My kids are cool. Yeah, your kids are amazing. I, I've seen Riley. I've seen Riley do things that grown adults in the ministry for 40, 40 plus years haven't haven't seen or or haven't haven't ex- haven't accepted as reality in the kingdom yet. Do you realize it takes a whole village to raise a child? Oh too? man! So that's yeah. a that's a product of our friendships and our relationships yeah. and the families we hang out yeah. with too. That's good. Yeah, man. I've seen I've seen kids draw pictures of of heavenly things that just stop me in my tracks and wonder. Wow, what were they really seeing when we asked them to have a vision from the Lord and, and write down what you see? Because that's what I've done with youth group kids. Like, okay, what's God showing you? Write it down. And then I'll get these things across my desk, and I'm like, whoa, this is what you saw? This is what God was showing you? Uh, it's phenomenal, man, and we can learn so much from them. And becoming humble like that, there's also a trust factor. I know we're getting close to the end here, but we can't probably have time to go into this in too much depth, but... There's a trust factor that we must have approaching the father with expectation of receiving, dude. Yeah. So. Let's kids go to their parents because they know their parents have the answers. Yeah. And we're called to be like that, man. Yeah. And so we're we're challenging. We're challenging the body of Christ to put themselves in a position of waiting. Hmm. And it's not we're not we don't mean drag your feet. We don't mean don't move on something that you have revelation for. We're not saying that. We're saying always come to him waiting for something, waiting for something, waiting for a gift, waiting for, waiting for a green light, waiting for a red light. Mm. We're just waiting on the Lord and we can get so far ahead of ourselves and so far ahead of, 
even of the Holy Spirit, man. We try to outrun the Holy Spirit all the time. But on July 8th, we're not we're not doing this episode just to talk about the event. But we are wanting to challenge because guess what? People are probably going to listen to this after July 8th, and that's totally fine. The waiting never changes. Like the, the need for us to wait never changes. So yeah. Jesus tell Jesus told his disciples to go and wait for the Holy Spirit. He came. He's here. But man, many of us are not filled up. Mm. Many of us are, have not received that gift and aren't filled up with that gift. Mm. We need to go wait. And we need to ask the Lord what he has for us. And we need to expect that he's going to give it. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Scotty, why don't you pray us out, bro? Yeah, man. I want to read just for a second from Hosea 12, 6. Yeah. And then I'll pray into it. Therefore, return to your God. Observe kindness and justice and wait for your God continually. And then Psalm 27, 14 says this. Wait for the Lord. Actually, it reiterates it twice. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. So, Father God, we want to thank you for the waiting. We want to thank you that while we're in this place of waiting, we can expect you to show up. We can expect you to show us great and mighty things which we did not know. God, I want to thank you for the heart of the believer, for the hungry heart of the believer, and you're seeing people share the same mind and share the same spirit. And I do believe when you scan the earth, Father, you are looking for true worshipers that worship you in truth and in spirit. And I believe that you've granted us access to a heavenly realm that we may be able to see if we can just... Be content where we're at, Father. Not complacent, but be content where we're at as as your apostle Paul that you set on this earth to drive people to Jesus. You said in his word, you said he has learned to be content in all things, in all circumstances, whether we have a lot or whether we have little. And I think there's waiting in that, Father. I think there's waiting for that next glory. And I want to thank you for the goodness that you've bestowed upon us, man, that when Jesus took that cross to Calvary Hill, that it remissed every sin in our lives, in our future, and in our, in our lives now. And I want to thank you for the glory that's being revealed in your creation, Father, your glory, not ours. We're here to serve you, Father. We're here to be your hands and feet. We're here to help your people get to that next place. And help us, Father, instruct us. Instruct us on what to do and how to do it. If it's just one foot in front of the other, God, help us to help us to be observant of the, of the surroundings that are in front of us, that where there is help, we can run. We can run to where there's help needed. So, Jesus, we thank you for this event. We thank you for the 27th. We thank you for um, the event on the 22nd. Uh, we thank you for the love that you've given us to give to one another. Father, we love you and we praise you, Jesus. We we expect great things because you're a great God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Everybody listening right now, listen, 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 listen. You are so loved. You are so precious. Be blessed.